Hello everyone, uh, as you can see we are back, it's another True Potential Do More With Your Money podcast. It's episode 154 and today we're going to be talking about some of the positive news that you might not have seen and you probably won't have seen uh, if you've flicked on the mainstream media over the last week because there's been some excellent news out there which we're going to get into, four or five things that perhaps you might have missed but that do affect you and we'll talk about that today with uh, Chris Leyland, with Mark Henderson and Sir David Harrison uh, back on the podcast this week. Hello everyone. Hello. Good Hi, to see you all. Good to see you. As I mentioned there's been some, if you look Close enough, there's been some fantastic news out over the last week. We've had markets are up, we've had inflation coming down, we've had some good uh, indications on GDP, Mark, from the IMF. There's been some great news out there. Um, you'd have had to work hard to find it on some of the news channels that perhaps try to do everything in 90 seconds. We've got, got the benefit today of being able to spend a bit longer, maybe half an hour or so, getting into some of this and explain it to our clients and advise us what it means. But just before we do, um, I'll come to you first, Sir David. Why, why do you think it is that... You know, some of the great news that we've had in the last week or two, when things aren't going so well, it's top of the tree. You read it everywhere, it's on the news, it's in the newspapers. When things are going well, it's never reported in the same way. Why, why, why is that? Why are we so disinclined to give good news <laughs> in this country? We, we haven't got time for me to cover that off. I, I think that uh, there's a deterioration in the way that the news is reported. Um, has been going downhill for many, many, many years. Um, you have a largely left-wing media, largely left-wing. Um, the you have reporters who I think are cynical. Uh, I don't think it any longer. I think they just look at a good story and say, "Leave that alone." Or how can we make a good story a bad story? There must be something wrong, which is a kind of I don't know a propaganda uh, trick. You know, you you just look into. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you tell big lies, you might as well just tell big lies. The bigger the lie, the more believable, as Goebbels said. I right? found this on the web. Yeah, well, you yeah, would do because it's everywhere. Everywhere <laughs> you go, they're listening in. That's it. <laughs> so, sorry. How did my mind buzzed when you did that as well? I don't know how yeah. that worked. Talk to uh, each other. Uh, but let's move on. Um, I mean, Chris, some people say that you know people want, want bad news. I don't think they do. I think people want good news, frankly, for a change. And there's been lots of good news out there over the last <coughs> week to 10 oh, days. Sorry, I, I, I don't think people want bad news. I agree. No, no, I agree. No, I, 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 I genuinely believe and know that people want good news. Correct. Yeah. It's just that the news which is fed to them yeah. is... Is a huge bias towards bad news. No, I think that's, I'm saying I think that's the misconception yeah. in the media that people want. It has to, you know, bad news sells. I think that's I think that's wrong. I think people want, yeah. you know, you turn off when it's just negative, negative. But let's a, let's a great, make it positive, great, positive. A great example yesterday, Peter. I was reading uh, a, a report in the national press about FTSE 100 yeah. hitting record high. Yes. That was yesterday. It's gone higher today. Mm. But right at the bottom of the article, it said. FTSE has suffered some hefty losses over its lifetime. Yeah. And you think there was there was yeah. paragraph after paragraph of yeah. good news, but they couldn't resist yeah. just that little bit of doom and yeah. gloom at the end of it. Oh, oh hey, man. Yeah. Just well, let's, 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 uh, let's move on from, if you like, giving them their <laughs> airtime, if you like. And let's talk about that then. You mentioned the, yeah. the FTSE hitting the all-time high. What's, what's driving that, Chris? What, why, why did that happen? Yeah, sure. So there's quite a few things driving that, actually. I mean, what we've seen this year is almost a, a semi-reversal of the negative things that we saw last year. Mm -hmm. So maybe starting with things like zero COVID um, in China, that's basically been abandoned. You know, now you've got huge pent-up demand in China mm -hmm. to travel, to consume. So everything that we went through in, what, the spring of 2021, yeah. you've got a more normalization of the manufacturing cycle, of the supply chain cycle. 
Um, as well as that, you've got inflation coming down. Mm. So inflation has peaked and has started to come down. That's mm. most prevalent in the US, but you're seeing that a little bit coming through in the UK as well. Mm -hmm. um, and probably one of the biggest things is really around interest rates. So we are now closer to the end of the interest rate raising cycle. And we're actually getting very, very close to peak interest rates overall. So what we're seeing, you know, certainly as, as the investment team is, is that we're optimistic for yeah. this year. Yeah. You know, what you're seeing right now is, is actually a lot of opportunity come through, which, which is a great position to be in. Mm -hmm. And is it those factors that you mentioned there, Chris, inflation, maybe having top down beginning to come down, what you mentioned about the Chinese uh, economy, is that what's feeding in, is it, all of it, is it basically all of that feeding into the greater business confidence and that pushing up the, the footy, is that, is that basically Absolutely, what it is? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. You know, I think what you tend to find with stock markets now is that they tend to be more globally driven. So it's a little bit less focused around, you know, exactly what's happening in the UK, yeah. but really what you're seeing is those bigger global stories mm -hmm. that are happening worldwide are actually driving global stock markets. So it's yeah. not just the FTSE that's up. Sure. Actually, when you look at other developed and developing as well, mm. stock markets, what you've basically seen is a, a very, very positive start to the year. It's actually not just stock markets that are up, it's bond markets that are up as well. Mm. So for us, multi-asset investors, you know, A, a strong start to the year, mm. But B, actually a lot of interesting opportunity yeah. to pick from. And people will have seen that if they've logged into their True Potential app, their portfolios, yeah, absolutely, have them yeah. over the last couple of weeks, yeah, they will have seen that in real money. You know, these are not just theoretical things that are of happening course, yeah. on, in the news yeah. that we're talking about. It's it's real, it's people's money, it's real yeah. stuff. And Chris's point about the bond market is really important, Peter, in a multi-asset yeah. portfolio because bonds have never been in, in people's minds until last year and particularly in the what we term the lower risk portfolios, which have got a higher bond content in yeah. them. What, what we're finding now is that the opportunity, and it is a real opportunity, is to lock into some very, very high interest rates mm -hmm. or yields in the bonds. And some of the managers are buying um, UK bank loans, mm -hmm. which are paying 8 to 9%, yeah. which is much, much higher than anybody's going to get on cash. Yeah. And with the way interest rates will go, they are a little bit more than they were previously. That will continue for a few months, mm. and then we'll see interest rates come back down. But the managers have locked into those high bond yields, and that would be to the benefit of our clients as well. And inflation is such a global figure, Peter. It's, yeah. it's not, you know, you get this figure of such and such inflation. Um, but as an individual or as a business, um, you know, we, we, we borrow money, um, we borrow in, in order to invest. Um, and we've paid some high prices. Uh, but the reason for that is that we believe we can make more money than mm. the cost of that money, which is an optimistic mm -hmm. viewpoint. Yeah. Um, nobody, not, not everybody, very few people could afford to be in the houses that they're in right now if at some point in time they hadn't borrowed money to get into that house, and that's called a mortgage. Um, and the, the what, what we're beginning to see now is, uh, you know, a resurgence. Um, I'm not saying it's complete. It's far from that. Structurally, it's it's there is so much dampening down of enthusiasm at government level and in the opposition level that you know we we are officially a low growth economy. Yeah. Okay. So that that there's no denying the data and the facts that we are growing slowly overall. Mm -hmm. Inside that are pockets of businesses such as ours, which are going very quickly, mm. and 
there are other businesses which is which aren't growing at all, mm-hmm. of course. Um, but when when you look at inflation, it's not it's not affected the people that you see on television um, in the same way as they say affected people around this table or what I would dare say our average client. I would dare say our average client doesn't use a food bank. You know, I would dare say our average client, uh, uh, you know, isn't suffering the same way as others. My my wife tells me that, you know, this sounds very misogynist. It's not. She does the shopping, you know, otherwise would never eat. Uh, but, you know, the cost of shopping has gone up. Um, the cost of a lot of things have gone up. Those things, actually, some of those things will stay up. I'm building things in different parts of the world. The cost of materials in Britain has gone up much more than the cost of materials in the Caribbean or the cost of materials in Italy. So there is a... Because largely what has happened is that Britain has stopped manufacturing the sort of things that you need for building, Mm -hmm. mostly steel. So any steel fabrication, anything like that, don't get that. Yeah. But it, 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 this is like a little signal to the green people out there. You actually need coal to make things. You need coal and you need gas. And that will continue on for yeah. some... Well, no, you're wrong in, in, in targeting those things. The thing you target, have to target is the emissions. We've, all, we've been used to Chancellor standing up and announcing you know, 0.2% growth or 0.1%. Or, yeah. It's you know, low growth in general. And is it, isn't, it, isn't it the case, I think it was Liz Truss, I mean, for all of her 4,000-word article she did the other day, there was a lot of stuff in that, you know, you can make your own minds up. But one thing she did say, which I thought was probably true, was no one's made the argument for the last 13 years about how to, gen- how to create a, a growing economy in Britain, about low tax, you know, lower public spending, public spending in the right places, but not just across the board. And, and as you said before, Mark, you know, we're now seeing business taxes go through the roof, the highest they've been for for many years in this country, and they always say, "Well, it's lower than France," as if that's you know the the well, only. France is dead, isn't it? France is de- France will. Why has no one made the argument though for low tax for the last thirteen years? Why has no one been out there saying this is how you grow an economy? And is it any surprise we've had a you haven't had a right wing government? That's why you have. David Cameron was you know a bit of Lib Dem in his government. Um, you then have you, I think people voted for low tax, high growth. Yeah, with Boris, um, I think I don't know. If Boris understood what was going on. I don't know if he still understands what I, what's going on, but that was the signal to stop what you're doing, mm. stop this, mm-hmm. you know, slow, steady. Because it drives me crazy when companies are like that. Because no company, unless you grow, you die. Mm. Right? You mightn't die tomorrow, but you might be the day after. But you certainly will die unless you get real growth, real clear blue water between, you know, just sitting there and thinking, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. All of us could have profitability, Peter, much higher. But if TP stopped expanding, we would be very, very profitable instantly. We would not be putting the money back into growing. We'd be putting it in our pockets, okay? And that's a sign of a bad company. And as you often seen companies like that on stock exchanges sitting there paying high dividends because they don't know how to spend that money. Mm. That's the reason they're giving it to shareholders. You know, so the shareholders go, well, this is better than a bond. I'll just get 4%, 5% dividend. Mm. Jobs are good. And that's really not what businesses are for. 
they're there to grow, and they're there to grow faster than inflation, so faster than inflation at these levels. Mm. Now, otherwise, you, 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 you're retrenching. So the answer is, you know, you, you've got people who can't, I think, in government who couldn't run a business, frankly, um, who are politicians mm. through and through, mm. who know how to trick you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think you have that in a sunak, mm. frankly. You know, with the sound of being a bit too political here, but um, he's shown his true colours. He is, at best, a pencil pusher. At best, somebody looks mad when he's talking to people and he, he's doing this and he's doing that. and that Because he's not at home with people. Mm. He's not there, he's at home with that pen yeah. fiddling about. That pen fiddling about might or might not create growth, but he's not. Yeah. He's scared. I think they're scared of the British public. They're scared, and I think in in that that fear of if I really say what the bulk of my backbenchers feel, mm-hmm. will not get will not get back in. Yeah. And this my 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 message to them is you're not getting in anyway. Yeah. So you you're not as things stand. You're not going to get in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not Liz Truss's fault. Yeah. But the, 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 she she made it worse because she communicated badly. I think. Yeah. The, the ideas, if you actually dug into them, if you've got a chance to see them. But the press were waiting, and her enemies were yeah. waiting, and they pounced on her. I've no, you know, I'm not sympathising mm-hmm. Liz at all. I mean, I, I, I just think she, she, that was the message that Boris was trying to deliver. Mm. And what you have to remember, whatever economic wars you've got right now, probably weren't started right now. Mm-hmm probably start when Boris was around, yeah. who was the Chancellor. Oh, that's right, it's a guy who's the Prime Minister now. Yeah. So for him to wash his hands of something is really rich. Mm. It's really, really... Or, or, or rich. Or re- I knew that as soon as I said that. <laughs> yeah. You could read it, couldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I could see it's oh, eyes lit up. Oh, there's yeah. a Quick. There's a um, for me. Well, David mentioned inflation there, but he also, which I want to talk about in a second, you touched on it before as well, but the IMF... And that was interesting because they were talking the IMF a few weeks ago was saying you know the, this kind of like generating growth was was almost uh, not the right thing at the right time. But I read something in the IMF last week saying now is the time to generate growth, Mark. I mean, how do, how do you as people who manage money for true potential and manage billion, how do you interpret any of this economic data, or do you or do you not even bother trying? <laughs> no, I think we, uh, I think you, you come back to a phrase which is which is creeping into use more often. It's it's data dependent, Peter, hmm. and you'd be foolish to ignore the data. Hmm. Because hopefully that's that's telling you the truth. It's the commentary around it that you've got to cut through and work out who who knows what they're talking about and who who doesn't. And this is why when you see the you know the Fed or or even Bank of England when they issue uh, or they, they decide where interest rates are going, it's not that headline. It's what they say afterwards, the small print. So we've got to we've got to read into that and make decisions over where where we're going to go with the portfolios. And Chris and the team have been moving the equity content of the portfolios over the last few months yeah. just to get more into the areas where we see growth coming. And, and where are they? Well. At the moment, Peter, it, well, we've seen it in the UK. We've seen the, the FTSE 100 grow. Um, not so much because of the domestic economy, more the international content, mm-hmm. oil companies, increased profitability, etc. Um, but the beauty of the portfolios is the multi-asset. Yeah. So the areas of growth, the real growth, are going to come in emerging markets. They'll mm-hmm. come in China, reopening, as Chris was saying before. Right, okay. US will continue to be a dominant factor. Mm-hmm. Whether it will grow as quick as emerging markets, mm-hmm. I doubt it. 
but we will listen and we'll watch to see what's happening, yeah. Peter. So yeah. it's a diversification. And again, coming back to the bond markets, mm -hmm. there's some real there's some real good quality stocks available there at prices that we haven't seen in a decade. Yeah. So we need to take advantage of that uh, as well. And, and Chris, as, as Mark's saying there, you know, you, if you looked at the, your Bloomberg terminals, I'm sure you do, there's been a lot of green, whether it's the FTSE, yeah, whether it's the US yeah. markets. And, yeah. and, and, and is that... So we talked about greater confidence. We've talked about interest rates maybe yeah. beginning to top out and perhaps yeah. even come down. That's probably is is that my right thinking? That's a reaction to inflation beginning to come down. Exactly. If it is, why why is inflation beginning to come down? What's what's the trigger for that? Yeah, sure. That seems, so to, that seems to then have a knock on effect on so many other things. Absolutely. So one of the the big moves in inflation is what's been happening in energy prices. So um, if you would follow the media you would think it's going to be the end of the world when various different energy bills come through in the coming months. But actually what you've seen when you look at gas prices is they've massively fallen mm. from the peak in August. So mm. just give you a little bit of feel of that. I was actually for, it's a bit of a plug for morning markets, which I'm sure all of you have watched this morning already. Um, but if you look at US gas prices, they're down 83% from their high in August. Mm -hmm. European gas prices are down around 70% from their high in August. So if you were to look at the US inflation print, the most recent one, the CPI, which was 6.5%, energy was 0.5 of that. Mm -hmm. If you would have taken that back to uh, summer last year, the peak, which was 9.1%, energy was 3% of that 91 so it just shows just how much that's collapsed. The other thing for inflation as well is, remember, it's it's an annual percentage calculation. Yeah. So what you start to see is those base effects come out of that. So if you look at, you know, certainly the managers that we work with, what they're forecasting for inflation is that it comes down in the US mm -hmm. to probably around about 3% mm -hmm. by the end of the year. The UK, probably around about 3.5%. So still above central yeah. bank's 2% mm -hmm. target but nowhere near what we're seeing right now. And, and, and that's the reason why it's absolutely wrong to be basing, be paying payrolls based on what, yeah. what uh, almost one-off events yeah. here where you have yeah. this huge hike in uh, an inflation rate and people say I, it's a cost of living crisis. Once again, cost of living crisis. So it's another one to put in unprecedented mm. cost of living crisis. Um, so if you get what you will get, you're getting minus inflation in right. gas prices. So do they give some of their wage rise back? Yeah. And you know what, what often titivates me is it's sometimes they don't quite keep the script, do they? You know, it's not about money. I'm worried about no new teachers coming into the profession. Yeah. Really? Well, you need to worry about teaching children. That's what you need to worry about. Mr. or Mrs. Teacher, because you didn't teach them in my schools or whatever very, very well indeed when COVID was on, but you got paid full pay. You didn't, you didn't get paid 80% of your pay. You got all of your money paid you every week to do lessons on the TV, on the, or, or, or on the computer, etc. And kids suffered. Are you worried about them? Well, don't go on strike then. If you're really worried about them, don't go on strike. Don't be so hypocritical. Mm -hmm. You know, the same with nurses and doctors, which I think everybody's got a lot of sympathy for. Right? If you, you, I think it would be, they're pushing this government into a corner. Uh, and as far as I'm concerned, it's not, they don't work for the government. They work for the NHS. 
the problems inside the organisation. The thing is, I think a lot of people <coughs> know that, but they don't, they can't be bothered with it. Mm -hmm. So I don't think anybody has a bad word to say about nurses or doctors because we definitely need them from time to time. And I've certainly had my, my share of them over the years. But it's that, in, it, it, and the question of inflation, it's about trying to piggyback onto that. You will add to inflation, although it's public sector, mm -hmm. how do you do that? Well, your taxes mm -hmm. will go up. Bear in mind, you know, if, if you get wage rise, taxes go up in any case. So your taxes will go up. There'll be a further debt. The big effect on his figures and his figures, more than anything else, is the dollar, pound-dollar relationship as well. Because, you know, it's okay us going well, but if, if the pound goes down, then a lot of stuff, hard work that you're doing, yeah. disappears. And it, it's not just with the US stocks being repriced into sterling, it's the effect it has on emerging markets yes, and on emerging market debt. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Everywhere I put money apart from Italy, it's, which is, the, the euro is a bit of a, I don't know why it's, strong, it's stronger versus the pound it was a few weeks ago, but you know, I've missed something there. Mm. Um, but yeah, the, the, with that exception, everywhere you go in the world, yeah. the dollar has an effect on it, you know, so it's, uh, the effect on the pound, the strength of the pound is quite important. Mm. At, at a certain level, too strong, but because we're not exporting much, you know, uh, that 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 weak pound is no longer a good thing. No. You know, you you you're not getting nobody buying your products, and it's something that this government and the next government really has to think about. Peter, yeah, is what are we doing in Britain? What is it that's going on? Yeah. Well, where is the yeah. growth going to come from? Where See proper growth. Yeah, really. And what you know, where do, what, what what do they need to do to? To generate it. Well, Peter, as we were talking about before, Jeremy Hunt, the three E's, enterprise, education, employment, everywhere. There's another just throwaway oh, line. Must, you must have got you that know? from a few Geordies. E, 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 same as. But you almost wonder whether that was designed just because they all start with E. You know, what was the... Did you almost start with, let's find four words that all start with the same letter, <laughs> and then let's make it, or, or what? Well, some it's civil a bit servant, of a coincidence that they all happen uh, to start some with Some civil these, servant or some advisor you know. working from home yeah. will have chucked that one. Someone that you used to be, you know, <laughs> used to do, when you used to do that job. Yeah. Britain had better be, growth back then, though. Yeah, yeah growth, growth, growth. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, Peter, Peter. <laughs> what, did, what did Liz say, wasn't it? Was it growth, 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 growth? Yeah. Oh, there you go. And nothing, nothing, nothing. Gross, 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 gone. <laughs> gone, gone, gone. gone going, gone. going, gone. <laughs> anyway. Um, mm. Well, look, I mean, I think it's, it, there's clearly a lot of positive news out there, and I think that's not, us trying, that's not us trying to do what the media do, but in the other extreme and just, you know, only look at the positives. I mean, genuinely, some of this is good stuff. One question I've got, it might be a silly question, it probably is, but, but then I'm not an expert investor like you are, but if wholesale gas prices that you talked about, Chris, are coming down now, and that then has the trickle-on yeah. effect... To inflation and to interest rates and markets yeah. and so on, but if they were if they were artificially, if you like, elevated because of what's happening in Ukraine, yeah, what's happening in Ukraine is still going on. Why are wholesale prices prices coming in? Which I noticed in my bill, by the way, is I got fifteen pound a month off my bill yeah. last month. So that was oh. it is it is feeding through. Yeah. You yeah. won't because you're on oil or something out where you live. I, I am on oil. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a good but question. Why, why? Why? If that's what caused them to go, but it's still going on. Why? Yes, yeah, so it's a good question. So basically, what you've actually seen is. Um, economy has just been much better at dealing with gas supply. Mm -hmm. So what you're looking at is, um, particularly in Europe, uh, where 
most of the concern initially was around what was going to happen in Europe, then it was the UK, then it was the US mm. after that. Um, but what you've seen is that storage has been much better and actually they've been able to bring more supply on stream overall. Mm. So that's led to what we've seen is, is actually a pretty catastrophic fall in energy prices if you look over what's <laughs> been what, five months, something, probably the wrong adjective there, <laughs> probably over no, about five months. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, for us, and this is maybe, it's not just energy prices, but what you've seen is very negative views around the global economy, particularly coming through last year. Yeah. And actually what you've seen is that the economy has held up better than what people yeah. thought. Mm -hmm. um, whether that be energy prices, whether that be things like inflation coming down, whether that be what's happening in China, all of these things have been better. You know, a lot of the negatives have become less negative or in some ways not negative at all. Mm -hmm. And and that for us is is a positive. Okay. And, and that's feeding through your portfolios. I know it is personally, because as yeah. I say, I logged onto my app before we came in here and everything was green and I've made money. So thank you very much for that. I'll have a drink for you tonight. Thank you. Um, but, but tell me about your portfolios generally. How are they? How are they? Yeah, doing? so holding up really well. So if we look at the True Potential Balance portfolio, mm -hmm. uh, since the start of the year, uh, that's up around about 4.8%. If we take it from... Uh, where we were on October the 13th, which was one of the, the lower points last year. It's up around 9.1%. Um, investors have been rewarded for taking risk, particularly equity risk. So for those investors in the aggressive portfolio, from the start of the year, they're up 6.3%. And from that time in October, 11.7%. Remember, that's after fund fees as well. Yeah, yes. So for us, um, you know, you might be reading in, newspapers or reading on BBC News over the past few months that everything's really, really negative, mm. but actually stock market return, bond market return has, yeah. has been good. Yeah. Uh, and Mark, I'll just make a quick plug for True Insight at the end of the desk there, uh, the new edition that'll be dropping through people's ladder boxes yeah. uh, this weekend, I think, in fact. Now, some of the numbers, the performance figures in there were to the end of December, so they would have missed a bit of this good news because yeah. we do it on a quarterly basis. They'll Correct. be in the next edition. So you if you read... Totally did, you <laughs> well, some of the numbers might be on because of the end of the quarter. You can blame the postal service for taking a bit longer right, together. Right, yeah. But so if people read that and think, well, that's not, a, you're talking yeah. about right as of now. But I mean, Mark, there's some fantastic articles in there more generally around the world of investing and, and microchips and things. It's a really good read. And as I say, it'll be dropping on clients and advisors, letterboxes, if it hasn't already, uh, over the next couple of days. Yeah, we hope everybody who get, receives a copy enjoys it. And um, and as you say, we've, we've what we tried to do, Peter, as you know, because you edit the, the publication very well, I must say, mm -hmm. is that we have to write an article knowing that it's going to drop through letterboxes probably six to eight weeks after it's written. Yeah. So you've got to be careful about the topicality of what you write, mm -hmm. yeah. but still make it interesting. Mm -hmm. Hence, you know, the figures are to the end of, uh, end of uh, 2022, they're the quarter, but the articles are still relevant for, for when, when uh, the reader comes to mm. open the publication. Yeah. We're already thinking of what's going to go in the in next one. the next one, one yeah, it is, yeah, it's a constant process. I mean, to, to, to your point, Peter, about what, you know, what's going... I just printed off something this morning. Uh, I think I read it yesterday. I think it was Spectator or, or one of those. And it's he, he, here you are. Here's the thing about the difference between data and opinion. So FTSE 100 hit a record high of 7.9, whatever. Following Jerome Powell's signal, US race may, may ease, may ease this year. So, you know, that, that's fine. So there's a bit of... Jeremy Powell might know, maybe doesn't know, what he's going to be doing. 
Britain will avoid a recession this year. Well, that's strange, because up to a week ago, we're going into recession. Yeah. According to the National Institute of Economic and Social Research, however, Think Tank also said that households were facing a permanent fall in living standards. So, uh, okay, we were nearly optimistic there, but thank goodness we're yeah. going to... Right. Around 100,000 civil servants will strike on budget day next month. More good news. <laughs> the thing is, nobody, nobody will actually know that they're on strike. I mean, what, what do they do? Apart from leak news. I don't know what they do. Which 100,000 is it? Is it the ones where you can get through? Is that the border guards where you can actually get through into Britain faster because they're not on the, the yeah, gates? Because they're not there. They're not there. I thought that's what the electronic thing was for, to replace them yeah. fools. Because they are horrible people. Yeah. Four and five employed gen, gen Zers, that must be generates, want to move jobs this year with more sighting higher pay. Right, fine. Um, Zoom is cutting 1,300 jobs, around 15% of its <coughs> workforce, as the world transitions to life post-pandemic. Okay, so they must think that those civil servants are going to go back to work and not use the Zoom licence as much, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It probably is that they've just over-recruited over and they're just getting back to... Because I can't see Zoom going away as a method of... No. no. Whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, but the point there is how much of that is data and how much yeah. of that opinion. Yeah. And that, that is in a fairly right-wing paper. There's still, yeah. I think what you tend to be, people tend to, I think people tend to be quite conservative. They don't want to sound boastful, so they go, and then, but, whatever. Where the, the media just don't bother with that. They, they will just produce, hear bad news in Italy, because they, they don't want to hear any more. Yeah. Go, I'll, I'll just leave it to them to sort it out. I know I do. Mm -hmm. I'm not really interested in knowing what I already know, the things aren't growing as fast yeah. as I want them to. Um, and I, I, I would say, I, I don't even see equities as being risk. I, I've never, I may be unusual, but I've never seen investing in equities as being risky. I think leaving your money in a bank is risky. You know, I don't mean the Northern Rock risk where, you know, haha, you know, that will teach you. <laughs> you know, I'm saving up, they get me 20 quid out, big lineage audience going, oh, what will happen to me, 20 pound? Uh, you know, you'll be all right, pet. You'll be okay, don't worry about your money. But it's not that risk. I think the risk is inflation, even low levels of inflation and low growth. As soon as you get into that mentality, other things happen. And as soon as Britain gets got into that mentality, mm. things happen. Okay, well, look, I think that's been really interesting. We've done 45 minutes or so there. So I wanted to finish off by just in the in the spirit of a positive podcast to try to counterbalance a lot of the stuff that's out there uh, that doesn't do this. Give us, if you wouldn't mind, one thing each that you're, you're really positive about at the moment or you're optimistic about to look into the, maybe to the year ahead. Maybe it's some of the stuff we've talked about. Maybe it's, maybe it is just, you know, maybe Blythe does get its Freeport or does get its British vault. That'll be transformational for that area. Give me, give me something that you're okay, optimistic uh, about. Man. Just a real example, Peter. Two days ago, I put more money into two potential portfolios mm -hmm. and that's because I'm optimistic about the way that Chris and the team yeah. are going to going to make that money work over the next few years. And you'll have seen a bounce already on that. Then, you've seen a bounce already, ago. yeah. It's a good shot. Good. I think for me, I'm really optimistic about 
a reversal of what we saw last year. Mm. So for me, it's about things such as inflation coming down, mm -hmm. the fact that interest rates are starting to stabilise and we'll hopefully start to see them come down as we move later through the year. So for me, it's really, it's a reversal of a lot of the stuff that we saw last year. And for me, that, you know, that is providing a lot of opportunity. Brilliant. So, David? Uh, no, I, I, I'm optimistic all the time. Um, Peter, uh, uh, the reasons for optimism this year really are, I think, that asset values have, uh, have been taken to a false low level. Um, I think that uh, most businesses, I'm not optimistic about this, I do believe that the government do need to change tack. They do need to look at businesses and make the ability for businesses to run their own affairs mm -hmm. easier. And that means I'm not optimistic, unfortunately, about taxation in the budget. I think you've got a very left-wing couple in charge now, and I think they'll think I'm playing it safe. And that's why one of them made some money and the other one didn't. But, you know, Rishi made money when he wasn't playing safe. He was playing with other people's money, unfortunately. Yeah. The other guy, uh, Jeremy, I think will just... It's just steady Eddie. Um, so I'm not that... I don't think it'll be as bad as uh, many people will. That sounds like rational optimism, kind of. Very famous, well, it's a famous a, phrase by a, a very intelligent person. A very intelligent Geordie, Sir Matt, <laughs> Sir Matt Ridley. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I think... I think China will come back. Um, we have to deal with China. I don't mean have a fight with them. We'll get, probably get a good hiding. But the 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 there you go. Playing safe will deny nature. I'll you know, and nature in the end will do what it wants to do. And people who are dying would have died, and maybe are dying unnecessarily. <coughs> um, we went through the same thing. At least, the, you know, we could have avoided maybe one lockdown. And that's looking back with the benefit of hindsight. But I think, you know, if we haven't got that to go at, if we haven't got the Ukraine thing to worry about, um, if we haven't got the jets to give them, because we don't have the aircraft to give them, um, uh, then I think this year will be a great year. Mm -hmm. I think there's no, as long as you clear away the debris, and as long as they ignore what the press are saying to them, they being the government, mm -hmm. and get on with things, um, then I think we, we have a fighting chance of a bumper year this year. But we were saying this last August, September, not now, we were saying this all along, that this has been overdone. I can't see any reason for that. And even locally, mm -hmm. you, look around, you try and buy a house around here, it's, it's bloody difficult because... Uh, more buyers than houses, but maybe that's Newcastle, you know. Um, it's great. I, watch, I, I love it when you read the newspapers, the, the London newspapers, and going, oh, people move to the Cotswolds, you know, and now they're wanting to move back because they're feeling lonely out in the country and they've underestimated, you know, how... God, blame me, what a shame for them. And then and the next page, they're showing you their 12 best bottles of wine, you know, <laughs> This one's a bargain at 169 quid, and that one's a bargain at 180 pounds. Who spends that on wine, you know, darling? <laughs> but maybe they do, you know. I'm spoilt because they've just been in London and they've got no particular 
reason apart from house prices have gone up. Mm. And one thing that Britain could do, as we said a long time ago, not using silly phrases like levelling up or mm. all that kind of thing, um, but if you were to create places in Britain, northeast, forget about Manchester, they're too clever. They're very, they're, they do great. They'll do great whatever you do at Manchester. They're just a very, very vibrant, dynamic bunch of people. In the northeast and north, the real north of England, I think by removing barriers, you probably get a renaissance in, and get us back to where we were in, not just like Newcastle United in the 18 <laughs> whatever, um, when the last won something, but... Oh, you know. that was like the article in the press, wasn't it? Bit of good news, bit of good news. Oh, there's the, <laughs> then there's the dig, you know? No, no, well, it's, just, it's, a, it's Tottenham Hotspur support. Oh, I know, I, I know why to, you did it. I Don't just have to, have to point, <laughs> point this out. That maybe, how did, uh, maybe you will. How, how are Newcastle versus Tottenham in the league? Doesn't matter, let's do that another time. Yeah. We'll come back to that. Great, I think that's been really good. Thank um, you. Lots of positivity as well, which yeah. makes a nice change. I don't know how are they in the league? Huh? Are, what's it called? I think Newcastle are above Tottenham. Are they above Tottenham? That's right, they are. Yeah. Maybe we can talk, we can do 20 minutes on that if you want to, but I think probably better not for your sake. Oh. Um, so David, not Chris, certain. Mark, <laughs> so he could go on all day, but let him you know. I mean, even when he's behind, even when he's losing out to Newcastle, he'd still want to talk about it. It's very magnanimous of you. Yeah. Um, brilliant, thank you very much, and thank you for watching you as well. I hope that's been enlightening and a bit of positivity for you that was the, the idea anyway so if you've liked it please do as we always say hit the red button subscribe to this give us a like as well uh, but for now that's it we'll see you next week bye for now if you're interested in taking your investing to the next level or would like to know more about the options available to you when you retire then download our free guides to ices and pensions these are available in the video description below